Welcome to Average Meeple, where average people talk about games. My name's James. And I'm Cora. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit less about uh, games and a little bit more about ourselves and our history of games. And so with that, Cora, why don't you tell us like what games you played a lot as a kid? So I think like most kids, I played a lot of games, um, you know, the Hasbro, Parker Brothers, uh, Clue, Life, Monopoly. Um, you know, Monopoly is one of those ones that we never actually played the right way. I didn't even know auctioning was a thing till I played mm-hmm. Monopoly on uh, on a computer game. Like I think it was Monopoly Star Wars on the computer, and I was like, when when auctioning's a thing in this game? Yeah, we we sort of well, we always knew it was a thing, but it was sort of one of those like that's like the complicated rules, right? right? So. A lot of times we never did that, too. And obviously, we always played with free parking. You put all the money in yeah, the yeah. middle, which definitely is not a rule. You know, we played... We I would say we played Mousetrap, which was mostly us just setting up the Mousetrap and trying to uh, get it to set off, but never actually played the game. Um, yeah, no, we, we were laughing about that, too, because we were going through our show notes. We saw Mousetrap, Cord written in there, and she wrote this note about how never actually played it right. And I was laughing because... I I was distinctly remember owning Mousetrap, and we, yeah, we never quite knew how to set it up. I think a piece might have been broken or something. I don't know, but I definitely remember thinking to myself, like, oh, yeah, we screwed around a lot with the Mousetrap components. Never once have I played Mousetrap. <laughs> never Trap. actually played it. If you asked me today, I wouldn't even know what kind of game it was. Nope. Was there dice? Was it cards? No idea. no idea. I just remember trying to get that stupid diver into the into the bucket and it never actually working right. No. Um, but, you know, so other than those, I think, you know, we played a lot of Mastermind and Twister, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Um, but, you know, I think a couple of the, the big ones for me that I remember playing as a kid, um, is Aggravation. Uh, we played a lot of Uno, which then eventually turned into Skippo. Played a lot of Backgammon with my dad. Um, and, uh, but, uh, so like, those, are, those are a few of the ones that I really, that I remember playing a lot. What one was your favorite? Um... You know, I, I mean, backgammon with my dad just has a lot of great memories of just sitting in the living room on the at the coffee table and, and playing, you know, just a random game with him. Um, but, you know, I think we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later. I kind of have a couple of memories specific to games, but sure. I don't know if I I don't know if I necessarily had a had a favorite one per se. Right. I, I think for me, when I was a kid, I mean, you know, played a lot of those same games, uh, I remember playing a lot of, you know, when I was a little bit younger, like a lot of life and, you know, Monopoly was always mixed in there. I do remember when getting a little bit older, playing Monopoly with like my brother and some of his friends. And I distinctly remember at least once or twice where they would make like agreements like, oh, when when you land on my properties and I land on yours, we don't owe each other money until like James is out of the game. And it's like. That, and they like agree on this, and like I was, the, I was the youngest one, and it was like, well, you know, what am I going to do about it? So it was just, it, it wasn't the best experience. A lot of, a lot of gentlemen's uh-huh. agreements behind you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you well, I think you were saying like you kind of did the same thing with Risk, didn't they? Yeah, so Risk, Risk is another one where I mean, this one wasn't like that where they were like making these like deals. It was just, you know, again, I was, you know, I'm I'm about you know five and a half years younger than my my older brother, and you know, he and I were always once playing games. Like you know, sometimes my dad would be a part of it. And, yeah, we'd be playing Risk, and, you know, I'd be, whatever, like, eight years old, barely know how to do anything, and they would just be no mercy in me on, like, the board, just destroying me, and I just I just didn't, I just didn't, you know, I didn't understand Risk. I was, like, you know, whatever, eight, and so, um, 
yeah, so Risk was not the best experience for me. Um, but no, I mean, I did like a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the other games. Um, as I got a little older, um, you know, maybe like my, my early teen years, Clue was probably my favorite game from those, that old, you know, those old classics. Because to me, that was like a, it's like a logic problem if you've ever done one of those. And like, if you really, you know, you take a lot of notes and you really write, you know, this person asked for this, this, and this, and this person showed it. And you can start really deducing a lot of information. It's a lot less like guesswork than you think it is. If you really spend the time to think about it, you can you can really start figuring out who has what. Um, it actually can be, I'm going to argue that Clue can actually be somewhat strategic. Not Strategic's maybe not the right word, but it, it can definitely be a solved. It's a solvable problem. Yeah, I actually totally forgot about this till just now, but um, my cousin, uh, she actually created an entire reskinned version of Clue. Like the board, cards, everything, um, where all of the players were me and my cousins mm. and she recreated my grandparents house as the board uh and we played that a couple times when we would all get together and uh that's fun. yeah yeah it was really fun it was really cool she did a great job that's good so that's cool um i mean i know there's tons of reskins for things like clue and monopoly yeah, i'm yeah, sure yeah. i play you know tons of monopoly reskins i think we have what world of warcraft monopoly downstairs <laughs> yeah. so but you know, so and so now going back to kind of what what I think about like the best memories or what kind of brought games to the table for myself. I always think about um, you know, the, those rainy days when you're on vacation with your family or whatever, and you can't really do anything else. That's that's a lot of times when like aggravation would come out, or you know, we lost power a ton when I was a kid. Mm. We lived oh, on yeah, yeah. you know side of the mountain, so you'd pull out a board game amongst the candles, and you know, you'd get a game of uh. Um, you know, Skippo or Uno or something out, and and play that. Um, you know that was always fun, and I think we we always had a yearly game of Trivial Pursuit. We always got together with our fr- family friends, and we'd form these teams, and it would get really competitive, and we'd always play that game at least uh, had that once a year. And um, I remember a lot of playing a lot of card games before school would start you know we'd all be in the gym waiting to waiting for class to begin and we'd play a lot of things like spit and egyptian rap screw slapjack a lot of speed games you know um and and then playing a lot of mancala uh, at summer camp um and actually kind of going going back to skippo another memory i have of that is um when the my family it's me my sister my mother and my father we'd all all play and we'd get really competitive with it and one of the cards in skippo is is a, it's called a skippo card which is like a wild card you can use it whenever and sometimes like if you played it in a not great way um everyone would make fun of you saying like that's a poor use of a skippo um and and it's one of those things that kind of ended up um you know making its way into our normal vernacular weirdly enough in my family it was kind of an inside joke if you did something not right it was like that was a poor use of a skippo um and so i think which i i yeah it's one of those things that we were going through this list that i completely forgot about till till we were doing this um it really makes me smile thinking about that those kind of memories from those i mean games. your family still says that I mean, that's something i definitely <laughs> heard i mean that's yeah but I didn't think about it, I guess, is in terms of, like, part of my board gaming history. is like, right, right, right. I mean, that's just something that worked, that, that, that game worked its way into our everyday lives, basically. Right. 
Yeah, on on my end, I don't remember like specific times or reasons why board games came out. I think it was just something we, you know, my brother and I liked to do, and you know, I, I liked and would talk my parents into playing. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, I like to say you know, rainy days or you know, when the power would go out. You know, yeah, definitely a time where they'd come out. But you know, we pulled them out quite a bit, fair bit anyway, just regularly. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of that. I think. Some of it, too, a little bit of the difference between us is that you had an older brother and mm-hmm. I had a younger sister. And so your older brother brought a lot of those things to the table um, where mostly it was just from my parents who weren't, I mean, they weren't really big board gamers. They, you know, it's just all of the, you know, games that most people knew about as kids. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think we've even talked about this in the regards of movies, right? Like, you grew up watching 80s action films with your brother, where I grew up watching Pixar with my younger sister. Right. But, um, right. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, well, I mean, I think that, you know, that's probably a good, a good segue into, you know, our next question is, like, when did you start playing more modern games? And, you know, for me, I, it was probably a little bit earlier on than, than Cora, because, right, I had an older brother, and... It was probably, I'm going to say, when he went off to college, uh, I'm going to say it was around the year 2000, um, and, you know, he came back, and, you know, he brought back, you know, the the new age of gaming, Um, you know, he brought back Catan, and Carcassonne, and Torres, and, you know, we would play those a ton. Um, To this day, I haven't played Catan in a few years, but it, it doesn't matter how many games of anything else I will ever play in my life, I will always say I've played more games of Catan than any other game because it's, you know, it's like a thing. Like, you know, where, where we were playing, you know, Monopoly and Catan shows up. And I'm not going to say Catan's, like, my favorite game by any means, but at the time, like, it was new and it was fresh and it was interesting. And, you know, I'd never played it before. And we just, we played so, so much of it. And it had expansions. You know, there's no Monopoly expansion. I don't know, maybe there is. There probably is now, but I, I don't know. I don't know of it. But you know, like you know, so you'd buy you know, like Seafarers of Catan and stuff. So we bought that. It was like, oh man, it's whole new. You know, all new mechanics and like you know, ways to with win and stuff. And it's like so we just you know, I played so many games of that. And you know, so I'm I'm a teenager at this point, um, and it sort of became a thing. You know, every Christmas my brother would come back. Um, from college for, you know, a couple weeks, and I would just play board games the entire vacation. Usually there was a new one that year, you know. Um, So we got into, like, Princes of Florence one year, I think. Um, Bonanza was another big one. Uh, Puerto Rico uh, was another big one. You know, so we're starting into, like, some of the more meaty, you know, strategic games. Um, You know, I'm getting a little older, so, I mean, you know, obviously, like, I I understand these things much better than, you know, I used to when I was, like, seven or whatever. And so, you know, it was you know, the competition, you know, kind of rose a little bit, and, uh, you know, it was, re- it was it was really great, and yeah, we just spend, I also go up in the middle of nowhere, so there's nothing to do, you know, <laughs> so over Christmas vacation, with, you know, Lake Effect snow hitting us for, you know, the whole month, like, yeah, we just played, just played board games every day. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I remember going to visit your parents' place for the first time, and, or, the first time for Christmas, anyway, and we had all these plans of things we were going to do, and it basically snowed two feet the first night we were there, and so we didn't leave the house <laughs> for right. a week. Right. So it was basically eating frozen pizza and playing board games for the entire time, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's like my greatest memory. Like, just, that's all I want. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so what about you? When did you first start? Uh... Oh, yeah, much later for me. I, 
I would say I didn't. I wasn't introduced to any sort of modern or Euro game in, until at least college, and I think you know that has a lot to do with you guys, you introducing me to them. Um, either when we would go down to the hub or the student union uh, at college, and I think that was the first time I ever played Catan. And then yeah, when we would go back to your parents' place uh, and spend those long long weeks uh, bundled up in in the kitchen where the only heat source was, uh, <laughs> playing whatever random game your parents got you for Christmas. Like, I don't remember. Was that one trivia game that they got? Um, Buzzer Wizard. I think we played mm. like 15 times that week or, uh, smart ass or whatever the random one was, uh, interspersed with some of the more, the more meaty games that, that you had. But uh, yeah, right. it was definitely more, more college is when I started kind of getting introduced to things outside of, uh, Hasbro and Parker Brothers. Right. Yeah. I mean, fun, funny enough, you know, going to college was in some ways a, I'm not gonna say a break from gaming for me. You know, we did have our times where we went down to the course at the student, you know, union building and, you know, played some games there maybe. Uh, but we didn't really have many in the dorms or anything that we played. And, you know, it was really just over, like, the vacations, the breaks and things where I'd go back home where, you know, again, I'd, you know, play with my brother, play with, you know, high school friends or something. Um, so it was almost a little bit of a lull there. Um yeah, it was mostly drinking card games, uh, maybe some apples to apples sprinkled in there, but yeah, right. nothing nothing meaty really happened in the dorms, but right. um, but yeah, I mean that but just it was that was the time I think I was mo- mostly introduced was between the learning at the student union and and going back to your your parents. Right. And then, you know, segueing on, it's we kind of asked ourselves, you know, when did board gaming become a hobby? You know, like, and it's weird to think about now because, you know, right, we were all kids, right? Everyone played Life Monopoly, and maybe today you play games. If you're listening to this, you probably do. Um, But did you ever consider board gaming a hobby of yours? And, you know, I don't know if board gaming was a hobby, really, you know, that long ago. You know, if somebody asked me, hey, what are your hobbies? Board gaming would not have been on the list until, you know, like... It right. wouldn't have been on the list when I was a kid. Right, but sure. but do you think, like, anybody back in, you know, the 70s or 80s, like, was board gaming even a hobby? You know what I mean? Like, was, was like, was... Probably. Was, maybe. I don't know. I mean, because there, there's still a ton of games made back then, but, you know, today there's such a, um emergence of new games just constantly coming out, and right. there's a whole culture behind it. And like now, it's it's really right. It's a, it's a culture. It's you know, it's a hobby. It's it. Well, I think I mean they called it in the what in the early two thousands or late two thousands or whatever. They they you know we started calling it the board game renaissance. I think that implies that at some point it was a big board. It was a big hobby potentially, and then kind of fell into the dark it, ages, and then kind of came back. Yeah, but I mean, does renaissance really mean like resurgence, or is it just like a renaissance, just like a a time period and where like great pieces came to be you know what i mean like i think you could have like a renaissance of something where it's just like this is like you know, we're in like the craft beer renaissance like in a way but like craft beer like was never a thing until recently well, i mean it, it's been a while now but you know what i mean like i don't know maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, but, I'm, interested. I'm, not, I'm not a wordsmith. I, maybe, maybe Renaissance <laughs> right. means resurgence. I mean, it is, I it is just semantics. But I think, I mean, I think that there was some, um, 
there was some popularity for gaming at one point. Whether or not maybe I guess it was considered a hobby for some people, um, I, I guess I don't know. I yeah, wasn't I there. Know. But, um, I mean, I know, like, my parents were into some games that were heavier. Like, my they, I, they we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but I know, like, one game, Rail Baron. Yeah, they, they always loved. talk about Rail Baron. Right, which is, like, we'll it looks... We'll have to play that. We've never played it, and it looks like it's basically just a heavier version of Ticket to Ride. But, um, you know, so maybe, maybe some people did. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, when I first thought about it as really being a hobby like if somebody asked me was probably not till after we kind of moved out on our own and had our own space to store games and i think when it was really when we started building our own collection is like Mm. all right this is something i've actually invested money and time in that this is now a hobby right yeah i mean after graduating you know i said college was a little bit of a lull in gaming just because we didn't really have any games on us like, after graduating, I, I moved in with my brother and his best friend, actually, um, for about a year, about a year and a half, and, man, we played a lot of games. Like, that was just, like, what we did. Um, it was, like, usually the three of us. Sometimes yeah. we'd have other people over. Well, eventually, it was five of us in a two-bedroom condo. Well, yeah, I mean, eventually, you moved in, and my brother's wife moved in, but, I mean, it whatever, but, you know, yeah, so eventually, there was a lot of us, um, and that's when we had to move out, but, um, but, no, we were playing a ton of games, and that's where I say, like, uh, you know, there's certain games in my life that I've played more than any other. You know, it doesn't even matter how many games of Brass Birmingham I play now. Like, it'll never be more than Catan. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things is in that part of our life there, I kind of mark it as, you know, the memories of us sitting at the kind of busted plastic folding table mm-hmm. and chairs mm-hmm. that they had as their dining room furniture and playing like bonanza right <laughs> the, the games cost more than the table right. <laughs> i remember like the, i'm pretty sure at one point you sat down in a chair and it just broke beneath <laughs> yeah, you yeah definitely did but which is not the first time now that i think about it nope maybe that's a you, statement but well that's another board gaming story for another day right but so Right, but, you know, we were playing, I don't know what we were playing then. We were playing still a lot of Bonanza. I feel like Dominion was was becoming oh, yeah. big then. Um, still Catan. Still, yeah, still Ticket some Catan. Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Um, some, some, like, a little bit lighter games, too, were in there, like Labyrinth. Talisman. Um, yeah, Talisman's not that light. I don't want to play Talisman. Yeah, but Talisman was in there. Um, whatever. You know, a number of games there. And, and the funny thing is, is, like, you know, so now we've, the course we're starting to begin a collection right we've now graduated and we're working and we have money right <laughs> and, we have uh, an apartment with we, a bookshelf right it's like we you know we're not living in a living we're not, room we're not living out of the dorms eating ramen every day um so it's like yeah and, and right it's 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 like the perfect time period you know where you know we're still living even more so we're living it today there's so many new games now but there was you know a lot of new games coming out then too so like every week you'd be getting in getting a new game but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, so many games are coming out that, so after Cora and I moved out, uh, we, you know, we were living quite a ways from my brother, actually, who we normally gamed with, and there was sort of a time period where every time we got together and we say play a game, there's some new game to play. And it actually, in a way, there's a little time where I... Again, I wouldn't say I like, thought about getting out of the hobby or anything, because I never considered it a hobby to begin with, really. It's even even then, it still wasn't like, oh, yeah, like I'm into board games. like That's what I do. Um, it, was just, it was something I did, and I, never, I didn't really think about it that way. 
Um, so I never really thought about like, you know, getting out of it, but it was like, every time we get together, it's like, okay, let's sit down and play this new game for the first time. So, you know, you end up reading, you know, spend a, spend a long time reading the rules or whatever, trying to explain it, make a bunch of mistakes. Finally, you play the game halfway through, you realize you've been playing it wrong the whole time, you know, whatever, and you'd finish it. And it's like, okay, great. Well, that's fine. And that's, that's normal for playing a game to some regard, but the next time you'll know it'll be better. But there was never a next time for that game. The next right. time we got together, it was a different game. And it was it was honestly like sort of it was very frustrating in a lot of ways. Well, I think it was partly that and then it was just partly we went from having people we lived with playing games every night to living over an hour away by ourselves and knowing no one. Right. Right? And it was really hard to kind of find people to play games with. And then when we started to make friends, which was mostly was Ardell and the guy and the other people at the comic book store, um, you know, it ended up becoming all about Magic the Gathering, right? right. Like we got super deep into Magic the Gathering, we went and played every Friday night, got that's, super into comic books. That's something I like, don't know how I didn't mention. When I was a kid, a teen <laughs> a teenager especially, I played more Magic the Gathering. If there's one game I played more than Catan, it's Magic the Gathering. Um yeah. if that counts as a board game. But but yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it's on Board Game Geek, so yeah, I would yeah, argue it, counts. it is. It counts. I mean, but it's, anyway, it's a tabletop game. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think it was just during that time we kind of also switched hobbies a little bit, just be, like based on circumstance of right, like right. the friends that we made were in more into Magic the Gathering and comic books. And so right. I think that just kind of, that's where our interests that's, that's, end yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Um, but eventually we moved back here. Right. right. And so now we're, you know, back close to, you know, my brother we game with still. And we have some, made some new friends since who, who gamed. And, and, and another big thing is we started going to PAX. Right. Um, which, you know, going to PAX every year, you know, if you listen to any of our episodes, you know, we talk about it a lot. But we play a lot of games there. It's where we see a lot of new games. And we've made friends through going there um, that, that now game with us. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, now I think we're definitely... You know, I would consider it's definitely right. a hobby. It's a hobby now, right? right. It's 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 and something that I yeah, I genuinely ask people say like, oh, like, what are your hobbies? It's like, oh, like I like to play a lot of board games, right? And funnily enough, with all this quarantine stuff, we've actually been playing a lot of games on tabletop sim. Probably more games per week than we did before the quarantine. Right. That is an that is an interesting thing because yeah, you just can't you can't go anywhere. Cora and I don't play a lot of two player games really. No, um, we should. Happen. There's a lot of good ones out there, I know, but we we really never got into that i guess this maybe segues into like you know why do we play games a little bit you know um i've always much been a person of i'd rather have three of my good friends around a table with a beer than the biggest party in the world with anybody like you know and to me like board gaming just fits with that right it's it's a few it's a few of your friends you know maybe you're having a drink just you know playing a game um, for me, it's not really about winning or losing. I love I love the analysis of a game. I, I mean, I do love like complex games and thinking about the strategies. But you know, winning or losing comes second. I much would rather just see the mechanics fold out and see everyone play their best game. Yeah, um, I, I think too, it's almost like a social lubricant, right? Like if you're just hanging out with friends and there's a lull in the conversation or whatever, and things get awkward, it can kind of be a little bit tough but with a board game there in between you you know something everybody can be engaged in and thinking about and talking about you know i I think that is really helpful for just the social aspect of 
just being together. Right. And you can still have your regular conversation while it's happening. But right. if you're not, the conversation doesn't interest you right in that moment or there is like a law, well, you can just think about the game for a moment, you right. know? Um, and so I think it just fits in well. Yeah. And I mean, the other great thing about board games too is that you can kind of tailor it to the group too, right? So um, for my family, when, you know, we played with them, it's a lot simpler, quicker, easy right. to explain games. With my friends who like to drink, it's a lot more of the Cards Against Humanity, Telestrations kind of feeling. And then with our, you know, friends who are definitely more willing to or more who enjoy the heavier games, we can play with them too. So, right. Um, that's when but, you start getting your collection going. It's like... Right. So. Right. So it's like, you know, I, yeah, Cora and I have many games that will never come out to the table with the two of us, but given the right group, will absolutely come to the table, like, first pick. Yeah. So, and, you know, we like most games, so... So, it, it here we tough. are at the end of our, well, the current part of our journey, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Board gaming is definitely a hobby for us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've got—I guess we've gotten to the point where um, we've gotten to the podcast portion of our relationship with board games. Um, yeah, which apparently I think Wait, happens there, to a lot of people. There's, there's whole—we'll have whole conversations in the future about collecting versus playing versus researching versus you know whatever podcasting. Like it—it it is like it is. It's funny, you know. It's, it's a hobby. And it's, you know, something you can be into, and it really can be more than just a game. Whether or not that's a good thing is debatable, you know, <laughs> like, it's a game, it's meant to be played. Um, but, you know, it's, there's, there is a whole, there's a whole community out there of poor gamers who just like talking games and whatever, so. Yeah, so that's, uh, the story of the meeple. Yeah, so, yeah. But, alright, so thanks right. everyone for joining us this week. Uh, and we'll see you for the next one. Make sure to check out the website. We'll uh, post some of our notes from this week's episode. Uh, and uh, please make sure to comment on anything that you uh, heard that you agree with or uh, any games that you well, you played as a kid that you, you want to talk about. So uh, we'll see you all next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.